0: Omagyanat melandasya Mirandasya Gyanandana Salakaya Chakshur Militam Yenatasme Sri Gurve Namaha Jai Jai Sri Chaitanya Jai Nityananda Jaya Chandra Jaya Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Jay Jai Sri Chaitanya Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Reading from Madhilila Chapter 19. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's instructions to Rupa Goswami. Vrindabhaniyam rasake libatam khalenaluptam nijashatyamukta sanchaja-rupe vratanot punasa prabhurbhidho pragivaloka sisthim Before the creation of the cosmic manifestation, the Lord enlightened the heart of Brahma, with the details of the creation and manifested the Vedic knowledge. In exactly the same way, the Lord being anxious to revive the Vrindavan pastimes of Lord Krishna impregnated the heart of Rupa Goswami, with spiritual potency. By this potency, Srila Rupa Goswami could revive the activities of Krishna in Vrindavan. Activities almost lost to memory. In this way he spread Krishna consciousness throughout the world. So here it is mentioned, this is the introductory verse to chapter 19, it gives us a, an idea of what what the chapter consists of. We've arrived at this chapter, and in Prayag, where the Lord will meet with Rupa Goswami, following Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as he was taken out of Vrindavan, so he may wander, Mahaprabhu, since the time of his sannyas, wanted to go to Vrindavan and he made several attempts. As we know, right after taking Sanyasi, he made an attempt to go to Vrindavan, but he was brought by the trick of Advaita Nityananda back to Advaita's house in Shantipur, where he met his mother and his mother asked him, rather than go to Vrindavan, to go to Puri. He acquiesced, of course, and followed his mother's advice. She was vexed as to what to do because she wanted him to be nearby, And he was willing, as I mentioned the other night, to give up his sannyas and go back home with her. But she didn't want that the thoughtful and pious people of the world would criticize her son for having taken sannyas and then given it up. So she resolved this dilemma by suggesting that he go to Puri, which is also a holy dom. Lord Jagannath is there. And it's right nearby to Nabadwipa. People are coming and going from Nabadwipa to Puri all the time. So she could receive news about him on a regular basis and so forth, so he agreed. But still his desire to go to Vrindavan remained and after going to Puri and then the South Indian coming back to Puri, he attempted to go to Vrindavan. In the first attempt he went and in his first attempt to go to Vrindavan he went via Navadvip, he wanted to, to see his mother Sachi and uh, and bathe in the Ganga. And there he met Rupan, and Sanatana Gosamis. and as he was moving about, Navadweep, the hometown boy, Nimai Pandit, Shri Krishna Chaitanya, a big sannyasi, whose the news about his preaching had spread, and uh, he had converted to South India and Jagannath Puri, the Raj there, and had become his his devotee, and Sarvabhoma, uh, the Guru of Puri, and so on and so forth. So he was quite uh, well received, and wherever he went. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people were following him. And when he met Sanatana Prabhu at Ramkeli, Sri Sanatana Goswami advised him, don't go to Vrindavan like this with a whole huge entourage. And as I've mentioned before, there's both an external and an internal instruction to be drawn from the advice of Rupa Goswami. Externally, we know that He was very wise politically, very politically astute. He was a minister of the governor, more than the governor, the the ruler, the Muslim ruler of Bengal, Nawab Hussein Sa. And um, he was familiar with the way in which the Muslims ruled and dealt with the Hindus and so on and so forth. And he knew that in that area also there was a considerable Muslim influence and if you go there with a huge group like this, it will look like some type of a military operation or some type of political uh, resistance on the part of the Hindus, and that will be dangerous. So from an external point of view, he advised him, you should go like that to Vrindavan. And internally, he said, we, you should go to Vrindavan as a devotee, as a humble devotee, entering in there to the land, uh, as Sridhar Maharaj used to say, of gurus where even the dust is worshipable by us. Not drawing attention, in the words, to yourself, that I've arrived now in Vrindavan. Matur Vrindavan is a very special place. And to be a devotee of renown in that place means a lot. Rup Sanatan they became such devotees of, of such renown. But here Sanatan advised Mahaprabhu, go as a humble uh, devotee, not with a big entourage. This is the proper way to enter into Vrindavan. So, when we follow this type of advice and we, with all that we have to do in our service, involving sometimes asserting ourselves even over others, we should keep a humble attitude and a service attitude and try to be, as Prabhupada used to say, a good devotee, not a great devotee. And naturally you'll become well known Krishna will bring attention to you don't try to bring attention to yourself try to bring attention to Krishna and Krishna will bring attention to you even when you don't want it then (laughs) but then you when you get it and Krishna's brought it to you you'll be able to deal with it appropriately rather than becoming intoxicated by it it will draw compassion from you to help others and share with them the very same insights that you have imbibed from the teaching that has caused Krishna to single you out and and bring attention to you. So this way Sanatana Goswami advised Mahaprabhu and he didn't go to Vrindavan at that time. And he came back to Puri and then again he attempted to go. Until here in this chapter Rupa Goswami sent two men to Puri to find out when Mahaprabhu was going to go to Vrindavan second time make an attempt wanting to meet him there so he made a second attempt and in this way finally with the help of Balabhadra, his assistant and Balabhadra's assistant through the the forest through the dense darkness of uh, Mayavad of, of Banaras the last snare of Maya as Prabhupada used to call it he entered into Vrindavan now what the point is here would, would bring him out We've heard he was so absorbed in ecstasy that he became a danger to his own self from the point of view of his attendants. And at that time he had as a, his attendants Bhattacharya and his assistant. Rajput Krishnadas had come and joined the Mahaprabhu and the Brahmana from Mathura who had been uh, initiated by Madhavindra Puri. So he had these four in his group and they consulted amongst one another, expressed their concern, And it was the Sonadiya Brahman who gave good advice to Balabhadra Bhattacharya how to make a plea to the Lord such that the Lord would agree to leave Vrindavan. This was quite a task to get the Lord out of Vrindavan when, as I say, from the day of his sannyas, he wanted to enter there. And this is the objective of all the devotees, to enter into Vrindavan and, and to never come out. And the teaching has also been given by Rupa Goswami that uh, we should live in Vrindavan always, if not physically, then at least mentally, but physically they say it is, is ideal. So how did he get Mahaprabhu to leave? The son of the Brahmin told him, well, you are very dear to him. He has considered that his chance to come to Vrindavan, his opportunity to do so is a result of your mercy, follow. Bhadra, you brought him here. This is how he's looking at it. So, plead your own case that you want to go to Prayag, bathe in the confluence of the holy rivers there. This is an auspicious time, happened to be just near the Makara Shankanti, auspicious constellation, which is a time for bathing in the confluence there. So, made a plea like this, and the Lord uh, said, What can I do? (laughs) I'm under your control. By your mercy, I came here. If you have any. Such desire, I, I have to fulfill that. So ostensibly, this is how he left Vrindavan. This is what it appears to be the cause. But as we see here in this chapter, he arrives in Prayag, along with his four associates, and meets Srila Gosami and his younger brother Anupam, or Bhalava. And when we put this together then we get more spiritual reasoning as to why Mahaprabhu would leave Vrindavan, anxious to meet with the very essence of Vrindavan in the form of Śrīla Rūpa Goswami. He is the most uh, dear to Radha and Krishna in all of Vrindavan, Śrīla Rūpa Goswami. Everyone is dear but he is the most dear and he has been singled out to receive the most important uh, instructions from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which he in turn would broadcast to the world, so our debt is great to Rupa Goswami. I like to tell the story of how when I was younger, before I had taken sannyas, I met with a sannyasi godbrother of mine, and he said to me, when you quote this verse, and he cited the verse, "Namo Mahabhadin Krishna Prema pradaya Te Krishnaya Krishna, Krishna Chaitanya Namde He said, What do you think of? The verse written by Rupa Goswami, and it says, spoken by Rupa Goswami at Prayag here, he'll pay his Pranam to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu when he sees him with this verse, and he follows it with another Pranam verse, but this first one is the most famous one. So he asked, What do you think of? And of course, the verse is saying that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was most magnanimous, he's Krishna, but he's in a a fair complexion, and uh, most magnanimous uh, avatar of the Lord, and so on and so forth. So many things to draw from there. But I knew that was the obvious answer to the question. So I didn't give the obvious answer to the question. I said, Oh, Marsh, you must know the answer. You're asking the question. You you must know. So then he said, Rupa Goswami." In other words, we should think of the speaker of this verse who identified Chaitanya Mahaprabhu for who he is and became the microphone, the loudspeaker to broadcast that all over the world. And our debt, that means, is first and foremost to him. He is really the, in a sense, the fountainhead of our Sampradaya. Although Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the founder of the Sampradaya, Rupa Goswami found Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And with the help of and of course, Goswami, they formed, they gave shape to the Sampradaya. We gave its rituals and mode of dress and the, the, the teachings and literature and, and all these things. And internally, of course, Rupa Goswami is, is Sri Rupa Manjari, as I say, the most dear to Radha and Krishna and all the Vrindavan. And um, he's the leader, therefore. Although in Gaur Leela, in their Sadaka Dehas, if Rupa, Sri Rupa and Sanatan were to give us their darshan, we would first pay respects to Sanatan Goswami and then to Rupa Goswami. Because Sanatana Goswami is the elder. Rupa Goswami has offered Pranam to him and his Bhaktira Samri Sindhu, considering him as his guru. But when we meet them in the in Krishna Leela, then Rupa Manjari has a senior position to Labanga Manjari, she Sanatana Goswami. So, from the esoteric internal point of view, Rupa Goswami is the leader of the sampadaya, Therefore, we call ourselves Rupanuga. Rupanuga means the followers of Rupa Goswami. So, there's a general understanding of Rupanuga, and a more specific understanding of Rupanuga. The general understanding of Rupanuga is that those who are the followers of Rupa Goswami, who has articulated the science of bhakti in his Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu and they follow his teachings about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and aspire for Brajbhakti. follow in the footsteps of the inhabitants of Vrindavan, because Rupa Goswami is teaching about Raghunuga Bhakti that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to give. In a more specific sense, Rupa means who follows specifically in the particular bhava of Rupa Goswami himself, as it's called Babulasrati or Manjari Bhava. So if we have Adhikara for that, then in a specific sense, in a particular sense, we're a Rupanuga. But in the general sense, whoever follows Rupa Goswami's teaching is, is a Rupanuga. I once had a discussion with Narayana Maharaj in the tour many years ago, who, as you know, is very fond of insisting that everyone should be in the Manjari Bhava. And this is the real meaning of Rupanuga, and he, he's right about that <laughs> in some respects, of course, as I'm explaining. And I was talking to him about some other sentiments, the Sakya sentiment, and he agreed with me. I yes, that's also Rupanuga, in a general sense. I have to agree with that. <laughs> but as I say, in a general sense. So, if someone is cultivating a friendly relationship with Krishna, like a dear most friend of Krishna, like Priyanama Saka, hear that song, Sri Rupa Manjari Pada. same aura, Sampada. It's like, in one sense, the central song of the Sampadaya. And in, 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 it's particular to following Rupa Goswami in his bhava. But this is a song sung by Rupa Manjari about his group leader. He's in the group of Radha, under the care of the sakhi So he's singing that. Yeah, the Priyanama here will we'll sing that also in search. You think, oh, I'll sing this song. And Rupa Manjari, or someone in the group whom I'm affiliated with under the care of Rupa Goswami, will hear me singing this nice song about Radha and lead me to her that I can bring a message and somehow convince her to come again back to Krishna. <laughs> so he may go and wander into in the forest and sing this song to attract their attention. So we are all followers of Rupa Goswami and all interested in uniting the divine couple of Radha and Krishna. And at the same time, our Sampradaya is called the Brahma-Madhva-Godhya Sampradaya. So here in this opening verse, we find that Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami has made this connection himself. Some people like to say we have nothing to do, in Godia sect, we have nothing to do with the Madhva-Sampradaya. Our Sampradaya is started by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the Goswamis, and we are connected with either the Goswamis, or in the a Dvaita, or Nityananda, or Garadhar, some one of these eternal associates of Mahaprabhu came with him. our Sampradaya starts there. We have no connection with Madhva Sampradaya, we don't recognize that. Some of them, they don't recognize that Balde Bidhibhushan in our Sampradaya and so forth. There are some sects like that, but in our group, we recognize a connection of the Madhva Sampadaya. Bhakti Bhaktivinoda Thakur recognized that. And Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur emphasized that. And here Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami is mean, making a comparison too, in drawing a connection. He says that Prabhu, Vidho Prag Iva Loka shvistam. That Prag Iva formally Loka shvistam, the, at the time of the creation of the world, the dawn of creation, that Vidho, Vidho means uh, Vidhi, Brahma, as he was enlightened by Krishna with all the Vedic truths, so Rupa Goswami was enlightened by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu with all the Vedic truths, and specifically with the purpose of reviving the places of Krishna's pastimes and the leelas of Krishna and, and this essence of all the Veda that we call Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Shudhabhakti, Bhakti, Bhakti. So we have a formal connection to the Madhva Sampradaya, but in terms of siksha, in terms of Siddhanta, there are some differences. But rather than I say differences, it's better to say some development of thought. And it was left by Krishna, the founder of our Sampradaya, who spoke to Brahma. This is not the Rudra Sampradaya or the Lakshmi. Sri Sampradaya or the Kumar Sampradaya, but the Brahma Sampradaya, and Brahma was enlightened by Krishna. That same Krishna, to extend his own teaching that he gave to Brahma to cause it to blossom, to flower, to bear the most wonderful fruit of Prema, came in the Kali Yuga as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And just as, the comparisons made are just as Krishna gave to Brahma, the same Krishna, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, has given everything to Rupa Goswami. But because he is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, because he's coming in the Kali Yuga, as we talked the other night, he's given the Yuga Dharma, but his time of appearance for Kali Yuga coincides with his most introspective moments, searching out his own self, what is the nature of Radha's love for him, and so forth. So these things being on his mind, this wasn't on his mind when he enlightened Brahma with all the Vedic truths. It's not that those things didn't exist; that, that wasn't a, wasn't a reality. Krishna's love for Radha and so forth, and Brahma certainly realized it through applying himself in terms of the mantra and instructions received from Sri Krishna. But when Krishna comes as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the basis of his whole appearance is these thoughts, these concerns, the nature of Radha's devotion, her love for me, her ecstasy, and so forth and so so on. So this is the distilled essence of the Vedic teaching of the message that he gave to Brahma, giving it in a very concentrated dose to Rupa Goswami. And of course, Brahma was also interested in the task of creation. Rupa Goswami had no interest. So Krishna, as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, had a disciple in Rupa Goswami who was more qualified to hear more Brahma was interested in creation and the mantra given by Krishna to Brahma, Gopal mantra and Kam Gayatri. In that Gopal mantra, the, how to create the whole world is found because the mantra is about Krishna. The deity of the mantra is Krishna. Krishna is the source of the world. So inside of the cause, the effect is contained. So the effect is the world, the cause is Krishna. So if we have a mantra about Krishna, and if you understand it fully, then it means you can transcend the creation, and transcending it means understanding it. Unless it's inherent within the mantra, the power to create the world. The ability to, if that's your, your interest, which was Brahma's interest. So he learned from Krishna, he got the mantra, and he learned how to see the subtle elements in the mantra. And then through application of the mantra in sound, he created the world. He put the, this is of course a secondary creation by adjusting all the elements in such a way as that the, the world was formed. But because that's not all that the mantra is about, and that's not all that Brahma was interested in, he wanted to know his source. He was self-searching and sincere and so forth. So the fuller effect of the mantra the development of of Bhakti and Krishna Prem also manifested in the heart of Brahma. He played out the creation in what we call Gona-bhakti and through the chanting of his mantra and so forth, he came to also to Mukya-bhakti. Some things are indirectly bhakti and some things are directly bhakti. The art of creation wasn't directly bhakti but he did it in such a way that he didn't get implicated in it. In it. He expired his desires in relation to the world and so forth and was left with a pure heart only to pursue and realize the fullest reach of the mantram. Brahma heard it from Krishna, there's different descriptions of how he heard it from Krishna. There's one description in the Bhagavatam, another description in Brahma-saṅhita, there's another description in, uh, in Gopal-thap and in Upanishad. So this, may, this can be harmonized in different ways. The same thing talked about by different devotees, maybe envisioned slightly differently, and so forth, according to their adhikar. But um, overall, it appears that Narayan, the source of the birth of of Brahma, gave the syllables tapa, tapa, which means austerity. It means knowledge. It means fire. And the fire of austerity that begets knowledge. When we perform austerities, then almost even unwillingly, we have to think philosophically. In other words, if we get put in an awkward, austere situation, we have to start thinking about life philosophically. <laughs> so the idea is that physical austerity, appropriately engaged in, begets knowledge. Totapo so also means knowledge. By moving away from the world of the senses, we move inward. So Brahma heard this... Two syllables from Narayan, he followed them. He performed the austerity. He found his source as Narayan. Narayan advised him, and then Narayan manifested before him as Krishna. Narayan is a manifestation of Krishna. So Krishna showed himself. Krishna then gave the mantra, Gopal mantra, to Brahma, and Brahma chanted that mantra, and with his desire for to do the act of creation which we can also say is kind of like just like we have desire to do some service in this realm, but then there's service in the realm of the Lord's leela as well. We should do our service in this realm such that we can do service in that realm. So when his desire for creation manifested, which is his designated service in a sense relative to his conditioning, Krishna again appeared to him and instructed him how to do that from the mantra. So at any rate... Brahma realized all the Vedic truths. He realized Tene Brahma Hrdayadikavayi. It's mentioned in the first verse of Bhagavatam, Om Omnamo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. And Vasudevaya means Krishna, not Vasudev. It's mentioned in Padma Purana that Vasudev is another name for Nanda Maharaj. So Omnamo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, we understand it to mean I offer my obeisances to not Nandan, the son of Vasudev, but Nanda nandan Krishna. The son of Nanda Maharaj. Tene Brahma Hridayadikavye. So this Krishna, in Gopavesh, in the dress of a cowherd boy, as it's mentioned in Gopal Tapani, appeared before Brahma and enlightened with him within his heart with all the Vedic truths. Truths that the, the demigods are bewildered about and don't know. Tene Brahma Hridayadikavye. Muhyanthiyatsurayo. So then, as I say, this same Krishna is coming. As Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So then the comparison is drawn to give the teaching to Rupa Goswami. And what we can find in Rupa Goswami's writings is more than we can find in the writings of Vyas, although they are based on the writings of Vyas. Vyas being the disciple of Nard, Narda being the disciple of Brahma. So Brahma got the Chatur Shlok from Krishna, he got the four verses of Bhagavatam. Give it to Nard, Nard give it to Vyas. The same thing, Bhagavatam, it means years It was given to Rupa Goswami, but the real, who's giving that is Krishna. But Krishna in the mood of Radha is giving her angle of the Bhagavatam to Rupa Goswami. So it's same, but it's different. So here we have Brahma Madhva Gaudiya Sampradaya. And we can say our Sampradaya begins with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, begins with Rupa Goswami, we are Rupanugas. And we can also say we are in the Brahma Sampradaya. We find no contradiction. We follow Krishna, means we follow Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We follow what Krishna told Brahma, what Brahma told Nard, what Narada told Vyas means we follow what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told Rupa Goswami. Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami is saying, what you will find here, in this chapter, what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told Rupa Goswami, You should pay attention to this, as if it's Krishna speaking to Brahma at the dawn of creation and revealing to Brahma all the truths of the Veda, which is all knowledge, comprehensive knowledge of everything, material and spiritual, it's all here, the essence of all that is here. You should pay such attention to this. Make no mistake, he says. So this is a very important chapter of and the Charitamrita. This should be studied again and again and again. I remember the first time I read this chapter. I was one of the first disciples of Prabhupada to get to read the Chaitanya and the Charitamrita because the devotees on the press, who were printing them, they of course were reading them as they went along. But then the first copies that came out before the books were shipped to the temples were some special copies, and they had they had gold around the edges, gold paper. And probably good. They would send to those, and they had so they had like a case of each of volume printed with the gold. And my friend Ramaswar Maharaj was in, was in the on the press, and I was of course the uh, most prominent person for the distributing the book. So he was sending them to me. I got a gold gold copy. I didn't keep it. I gave it to other devotees, and we shared it and so forth. But I, each one I I got, and we were reading them. I think we were in Chicago when they first started coming out. And anyway, when I read this chapter, I thought, Gosh. Everything's in this chapter, all the whole, the Bhagavatam is in this chapter, the Bhagavad Gita, the, the rasamrita Sindhu, all of the books that Prabhupada talked about and that were the main books of our Sampradaya. Yes, they're in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, but they're inside of this 19th chapter, <laughs> the teachings of uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Rupa Goswami. So he had a very, very good student in Sri Rupa. We should try to be such a disciple so eager and uh, so attentive. and We'll hear how, of course, as this chapter unfolds in uh, following classes, what effort Rupa Goswami made and Sanatha Goswami made to leave their situation and join Shaitanya Mahaprabhu and how they did and in what way they attached themselves to Him and served Him and how they became who they are to us in the eyes of all devotees. Any question? I heard someone
1: coined the phrase,
0: Prabhupada Nuga. Unfortunately, the term Prabhupada Nuga manifests in opposition to the idea that we are all Rupanugas. Unfortunately, it was a kind of uh, fanaticism that gave rise to the term Prabhupada Nuga and in voicing it, devotees sought to inadvertently or unconsciously they, they minimized the whole group of predecessor acharyas and the whole sampradaya that Prabhupada was coming in. Kind of, in my opinion, to kind of separating him from the whole sampradaya and didn't appreciate it too much. Otherwise, in general, it's a, you know, it's a nice idea. Yeah, we're proud, but we're this anuga or that anuga, but not in opposition to the idea of rupanuga. To be a follower of Prabhupada means to be a follower of Goswami, no doubt. I find that there's no limit to which we can glorify our Guru. That's a fact, but it should be done tastefully in consideration of who he is and a broad, deeper understanding of who he is in relation to the Sampradaya and so on and so forth. As I said, if we, if we were to come before Rupa Goswami and Sanatana Goswami, we'd pay our obeisances to the Goswami, and Rupa Goswami, so there's some etiquette and so forth. Involved, we pay our obeisances to Prabhupada if I were his disciple first. In one sense, that's also true, and then to Rupa Goswami because we don't want, we can't, won't ignore our guru. <laughs> Only by his grace we can worship also Rupa Goswami. But we can glorify our guru as much as we want, but we want to please our guru by such. So if we say you're greater than Rupa Goswami, you think that our guru would like to hear that? There's different ways to think about it. Of course, the devotee is more important than Krishna. In that sense, the guru is more important than Krishna, representing the ideal of love of Krishna that we seek. But as I say, yes, the term did come up out of that kind of, of, in a reactionary way, so that's a little bit distasteful. Another question?
1: Narayan uh, spoke papa, and then uh, Brahma found his source, and Krishna appeared to give him the Gopal mantra to do the act of creation. Did Krishna manifest a second time to explain the Vedic truths or was that all one time? No.
0: Krishna appeared the first time Mm -hmm. according to Tapani, Brahma's own explanation. And he gave him the mantra Mm -hmm. and then he disappeared. Mm -hmm. And then when the desire for creation arose in the heart of Brahma, Krishna appeared again and instructed him how to draw the creation out of the mantra.
1: And was there... a Another time he appeared to explain the Vedic truths, or was that in the third?
0: No, there's not a third time. Okay. Narayan gave instructions to Brahma in such a way as to shed light on on Krishna, Mm -hmm. being the highest deity. Then Krishna appeared, revealed himself, gave the mantra, gave him the chatur shloka, set him all up. And then his worldly desires, still in play, came to manifest, and he came back to his guru, Krishna, and said, what do you do about this? <laughs> something, I'm just giving an example, like we experience. Everyone's enthusiastic, we gave them the mantra and everything, they want to go back to Godhead, and then they come back and say, you know, finally I got a couple other things I wanted to do too, how can I work that into the equation? So then Krishna appeared again and said, okay, you do like this. I do it in such a way that you'll become enlightened in my service as well.
1: It's interesting that you're... Saying this because today I was thinking about you were saying that best thing for a devotee to do is sadhana. If you can just do your sadhana, then that's the top thing. And then second is to do seva. You're explaining in a way that your seva is kind of like a material desire. It's a little hard to to think. Okay, well you're doing sadhana with the idea of let me serve. So the practical thing seems like this service of so that would seem in a way to be more important, but service in the spiritual world, that's the real service and our service here is um, to help somewhat us. tinged, so therefore it's better, it's more pure if we can just do sadhana, ultimately, bhajan, mm-hmm. you know, even if it means not doing any practical seva.
0: Yeah, but we have to be qualified for that. Yeah, And if we're not, and we just try to do that, then we make a mess out of everything. Then it right. becomes very ugly and unpleasant. Still, also, we, we may have many things to do, that, like preaching and so forth, and uh, assisting in preaching is, is pure. It's pure pure bhakti, but it should be done in such a way that it gives us access to that, to krishna Leela. Service there. Service in the leela is more dear to Krishna, no doubt, but that's not a cheap thing. <laughs> so it's not that we hear this and go, okay, I'm going to just do, go do my bhajan now, most devotees can't do bhajan like that. So there's mercy of Krishna. He gives so many engagements. Mahaprabhu has given engagement for us. Keep us busy.
1: What does Krishna say in Mark, the Gita? Otakura, in the
0: last four years, he sat down to do his budget.
1: Why then in the Gita does Krishna say that who explains you know, this truth to his devotees
0: is the most? dear? Yeah, well, that's Shuddha Bhakti. That's Kirtan. That's another thing you see in you know, that's pure kirtan. What uh, What is the difference between that and bhajan? There's no difference. Bhakti Bhaktisiddhanta Sarsidhartha was sitting down doing the bhajan for, what, nine years? He got up to do kirtan. Do we think he's going to do something lower? No. He got commissioned within his heart to go and, and, and spread the namsan kirtan, premasan kirtan, gaur This is a gaur You can absorb yourself in the gaur and through that enter into the Christian leader. Do you understand?
1: Yeah, that's how I always kind of thought about it. But the fact that you were saying that this one is higher, this is better, it had to be harmonized.
0: Is it harmonized?
1: Um I guess maybe it's more the original thinking that they're the same or um,
0: but you see also
1: it's like But also
0: in relation to the mission then oftentimes we're dovetailing things to engage people and so forth as well. We say, Okay, you do your work and give the result to Krishna or just do Krishna's work. Mm-hmm. That's better. If you just do Krishna's work, the Gita gives a progression also mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Then you just do Krishna's work only, then eventually what? Then uh, you find your mind will go to Krishna. And you can do in internally. That is uh, internal culture directly. This is bhajan.
1: So in a way, that's it's like the more pure service. Like if you can really do that in your mind, serve Krishna, then you know better that than like externally serving. Maybe yeah, you know cooking for the deity externally rather than you know if you're doing bhajan and you're doing. Any, Service.
0: Well, obviously, doing service externally with the senses and trying to absorb the mind is not as advanced as the mind being fully captivated. You could still be doing the same service. Mm-hmm. Two people be, could be cooking. One could be in the highest level. One could be a, on a lower level. So like I was explaining the other night also somewhere, I don't know where, but it's like the Goswamis were also doing deity worship. Koppal Bhatta Goswami is worshipping the shalagrams. But his worship of the Shalagram is not the same as our worship of the Shalagram. Yeah. So all of the things that we do can also be the highest thing. Or they can be a means to bring us to internal absorption so that we can do them with love. them, Because a lot of times we may be doing them short of, we don't have love for Krishna, but we're doing them because we know they will beget love of Krishna. Mm-hmm. And if we do them in, a, in a such that we could just sit down and chant Hare Krishna and be happy. Well, then we've made a lot of progress. And then we may be told to get up from there and do something as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like Bhagavad mm-hmm. was, told to get up and do something from there. And he did. So, such such a big service. you follow now?
1: Mm-hmm. So you're saying the qualification to do bhajan is exactly the same as to do shudha
0: kirtan, pure kirtan. Well, the qualification to do bhajan is internal development. Mm-hmm. You may not be fully pure at that point, but... We all do to some extent. See, all these things are also overlapping. and It's not like just here stops here and this starts there and so forth. We Engage our senses with the hope that our minds will come around. If you can sit and do service by chanting Hare Krishna in the Leela, then that's good. <laughs> we want that.
1: Because of the preaching that Bhakti Siddhanta did, and Sri and, you know, as his follower, against the wrong conception, then devotees can have a, a feeling that that really the best thing is to, to do preaching in this world. And so then you talk about, well, bhajan is higher, there's like this resistance to it, you know, that you can feel like, mm, wow, is, it, is that really true? You know, isn't this really the better thing? Isn't that more selfless? You know, just to, to sit and do your own bhajan, that's selfish.
0: It's more that we do our sankirtan, we're preaching, and Krishna becomes very pleased with us. So he draws us to Him. But we find even such great devotees are doing the best preaching. bhakti sarstik Thakur, bhakti Thakur, Prabhupada, Sri and so forth—they certainly had inner life and bhajan, but they are also so. Our line is like that. We're commissioned to be involved in the preaching. You have to put it all together. Some devotees tend to just pick on one part and then cancel out the other part and it's integrated. It. We may practice and dance and chant. That's good. Imitation of a good thing is a good thing. But when the Bhava comes, then the same thing will be going on, but that'll be different.
1: I remember something Srila Srimadji said that one devotee may be more inclined to do his bhajan and the other one may be inclined to preach. but... He said, ultimately, according to Krishna's desire, and we shouldn't think this one is more advanced
0: than the other. Yeah, he's talking about Gostyanandi and Bhajanandi, the stage just before perfection. Yeah. Bhaktisiddhanta talk was uh, the Gostyanandi, Prabhupada, Gostyanandi, like that.
1: So there's, like, there's the progression, but at the same time, maybe Krishna wants the devotee to do one thing or the other for his own purpose, and so he can't look at things.
0: Right. The preachers, empowered preachers, it's not that there's no inner life going on in them yeah. that's going on that's being cultivated and, and, and they're preaching as a, as a product of that. I mean, I can tell you frankly that I, I was selling books at airports and living in another world while talking to people. And so many thoughts and insights and realizations coming to me about so many higher things and talking to them about lower things. By the book and, and so forth, and some little general philosophy. And as a result of being absorbed in that as I was, I found an inner life coming naturally and spontaneously. And so a person really doing preaching appropriately, he will never say, It's only Sankirtan. We only do preaching. Everything will come from preaching. He has no acquaintance with what's supposed to come. It's not coming he will have an imbalanced kind of presentation about it Sankirtan is the highest thing for the benefit of, we sacrifice for other people I'll sacrifice my own own devotion for other people Vasudev Dutt was prepared to stay in this world take the sins of everyone else you know who are you? Who are you? the idea the, the way well, I used to get that sometimes from some of my godbrothers and I was the biggest book distributor and one devotee asked me will we sell books in the spiritual world? I said no <laughs> Another devotee said, how can you say that, that's the highest service, kirtan book distribution. You know, he thought I was like a heretic or something like that. And I think these guys aren't getting it. (laughs) (laughs) They're not getting it. It's about loving Krishna. That's what this is all about. This is a a medium of expression of that love for Krishna. If we do it properly, love for Krishna will come and we'll be attracted to Krishna and drawn to all these things. Like the, the verse we quoted, Nama-sreshtam Manum api sachiputra matra rupam, rupam tasya rajatam urupurim uru-purim-urupurim maturim-gostavatim radha-kundam-girivalam yasya patita kripaya shri guru prapto-yasya-patita-kripaya-sri-gurum-tam-natosmi Very nice verse. And Sri Ramārāsya gave a very nice explanation of it in Sri Guru and Grace. And he said, so... When we become acquainted with all these things, my Guru has given me Nama Shrestam, the highest conception of the Holy Name. Nama Shrestam Anum Api Sachi Putram Atrasarupam, as given by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the Nama Shrestham, the highest idea of the Holy Name. My guru Deva has given me that as coming from Rupa Goswami, Srupdamana Goswami, Rupa Goswami, and to be acquainted with them, their teachings but to be acquainted with Mathura Puri, Radha Kund, Giri Boro, he's giving me Govardhan, the service of Radha mata in Vrindavan, and all these things. He says, when, when, when we become acquainted with all these things, then we can say we've understood the mission of our guru. Oh, I just liked that so much. I thought, yes. And another famous godbrother of mine who was involved in the book distribution, he was a friend of mine, but he didn't uh, understand Srinya and he challenged me. He read that and he said, What is this? The mission of our Guru is book distribution. And i was thinking, Man, we're just not on the same page. Book distribution. But, but what? But what is book distribution? What is it? Is it just selling books? Oh, but then you have other people who say, You think selling books, that is Krishna conscious? Channing Hare Krishna, that is, that is Krishna consciousness. That is a real budget. Book selling, that is not. It is karma, uh, karma yoga. So both sides sucks, uh, ex- missing the point, extreme. My book selling was not karma yoga. <laughs> we weren't selling books because we wanted to, because we were used car salesmen and Prabhupada thought to dovetail our propensities for sales or something like that. We were doing a, a guru bhakti and sharing the bhagavatam, the bhagavad-gita, it with people and reading it day and night, absorbed in that. We got something from that. That is sent kirtan in a dynamic sense. That is the Brihat Pradanga. Kirtan is most, most efficacious. Loud kirtan, it is most
1: efficacious.